I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast, our review of round 12 and preview of round 13. This episode is brought to you by the Zlatan Slap. If you stomp Zlatan, you get a slap. Also available in Thwomp. Uh, no, no. Um, actually brought to you by MLSFantasyBoss.com and the awesome subreddit community of r slash fantasy MLS. I'm your host, Reed Connolly, and tonight I'm joined by my regular co-hosts, Blaine Riffle and Michael Denton. How are you guys doing tonight? Hello there. Hi, I'm doing really well. Excellent, excellent. Uh, glad you were able to get the kids to bed, Mike. Uh, I know that was what we were hoping for before we got started tonight. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I read, started reading them The Hobbit, and it put them right to sleep. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's Lily. Lily's standing on my lap currently. She's getting ready for bed. <laughs> talking. I'd let you guys hear her, but she doesn't want to talk tonight. Uh, I, I was her hearing a few few little um, blips and bloops, and it was probably better fantasy advice than I can give. So maybe we should like focus in and just have like Lily talk for the next sixty minutes. <laughs> yeah, if we can ever get her to stop chewing on the microphone. Mm, yummy microphone. <laughs> I I don't know. I wouldn't blame you guys too much. Uh, we we talked about how round twelve was an interesting round on its surface in and of itself. Uh, the the double game week teams were kind of lukewarm. weren't really sure what to go with. And uh, I think as expected, if you went with a mix of players, like I was talking about in my fantasy article this past week, uh, that was where most of your success came from but what did you guys end up doing blaine how'd your team turn out i actually got a 105 this round and i was telling you guys before the show i missed Chano not starting and that would have been a switch to moderita if i had seen it but i didn't so yeah 105 i'll take it um overall i was fairly happy with my team's performance although lily doesn't seem to be um <laughs> i mean via and morales and i've had Callens, and I would have had a second defender there. So I went all in on New York City, and that paid off really well. Um, my double game week, guys, uh, Roe got five as a goalkeeper, which hit or miss, but I'll take it at the 4.4 price point I got him at. And given how my other options at clean sheets that I had didn't really follow through, I think I made the right choice. And then Kamara on the bench was huge with those 10 points. Um, Erickson in my starting lineup for my other double game weaker and he did I mean seven points not great but I'll take it considering how some of the other guys like Almiron did it was kind of throw it at the wall and see what sticks um, put put a few guys on the bench for those roles and just see what happens and it turned out okay for me Mike what about you uh 96 um I kind of lived by the double game week and died by the double game week um, had a few big hits. Uh, Felipe Marti Martins uh, did well. I, I had Nick Lima in an auto rue, and so that turned out really well. Um, 
But what, what killed me was I had Erickson as a captain. Uh, I was really, really disappointed in San Jose's performance against D.C. I was definitely expecting some goals and some offense there. Um, and so when that didn't happen, that did not uh, turn out well. Um, because Tarbell had six, although at the time I transferred in Melia and Akiparu. Uh, he had only had five. He, I think he got upgraded some point uh, on Sunday, but I missed it before the transfer locked. Um, so I lost some points there. Then I tried to bring in Almiron since my Zussi, Tajuri, um, Otaru didn't work out that well, and he only got four. Really, my midfield was very disappointing. Piatti, Almiron, and I had uh, Vasquez because I was thinking Toronto could do something against uh, Orlando's bad back line, which they did, but Vasquez had no part in it. So, um, yeah, um, I mean, the lucky thing was I, I lucked out with defender goals. That was the, what saved my team from an awful performance because I had Lima and Cannon. Uh, otherwise, it would have been uh, very, very bad. I uh, was sort of in your boat, Mike. I ended up with 91 points. Uh, defense was also uh, my bane. I swapped out a couple of attackers for a couple of double game week defenders because I thought that maybe they could generate those uh, defensive bonus points to help out. So I dropped Lima, added Cummings, and I dropped Cannon and added Waston. So six points for each of those guys right out the window right there. Uh on, on the plus side, Waston did not get a yellow card during either of these two games. Uh, but on the negative side, he also did nothing else. And that was <laughs> that was kind of the big surprise for me because, you know, in lots of these situations, uh, a 2-2 game against Dallas, not going to get the clean sheet, but you could maybe expect a handful of bonus points. And that did just did not happen in either of these games for Waston. So that was disappointing. Uh, I did have Villa, did have Vela, did have Kamara up at the front, and I had Callens come in as, uh, as an auto ruse, so that was nice. I did roll the dice with uh, on Malia getting more points than Tarbell did with his six, and I only got three, so uh, not too bad. Fell a little bit in the ranks uh, with my 93. I think if you hit triple digits this round, that was what you were really looking for to sort of maintain. Uh, maybe a few more above that, maybe something in the 110 range. Might have been where you needed to be if you wanted to help rise a little bit, depending on where you are in the table. Uh, but like we said, this round, kind of a weird blip of a double game week. The double game week teams didn't do very well. My gosh, I mean, when you drop uh, four points in a game, three of them to D.C., one of them to you, that's that's just crazy, I think, for uh, San Jose. It's, it's just a weird double game week. So hope your teams did better and that you got some of the right captain picks like Blaine did. Uh, but we're moving on to a bit more relaxed schedule, maybe, depending on how you look at it. Let's wrap up <laughs> our round 12 review, though. Like we said, mixed bag for the double game week teams. I can kind of understand maybe dropping points to D.C. if you're thinking I don't need to get points from the Eastern Conference. I just got to get points from the Western Conference, but you only got one overall. So that that game still blows me away, that that San Jose-D.C. game. Props to D.C., though. Let's not, let's not just throw all the D.C. fans who listen. Great for you guys. Had a couple of good performances from, from players. Uh, you still got a lot. Two more months on the road. I'm still wary of DC. Uh, Mike, we were talking about Via already. 
celebrating his 400th goal by getting two more. Is that right? Or did he get his 400th and then a 401 slash? Oh, no, he was celebrating. He got it uh, two weeks ago, I guess now. Um, and today was David Via Day in uh, New York City. Um, you know, they had the, the mayor there and all this whole thing. And then, um, you know, he had a, a great game. Um, th- we've always seems to, to beat Colorado and uh, was really, really good performance uh, this week. Um, he's a beautiful, beautiful man who scores lots of fantasy points. <laughs> exactly. Most of the, the usual suspects from that game as well. Uh, the game that you called, Mike, that uh, also had usual suspects scoring, though it was the away team this time, uh, was the Red Bulls over Atlanta United. You were pointing out that just the style of the Red Bulls would frustrate Atlanta even at home. And I think that's what's happened. And Bradley Wright Phillips came away with two points out of that game. So a great, great call on your part. Props to you. And a great result if you did invest in some away players during that game. The game that played earlier tonight, if you're listening this evening or tomorrow or yesterday, if you are listening tomorrow. There we go. Got that out. Uh, <laughs> no, it's tomorrow. You, we we give you, our listeners, if you enjoy Patreon, you will see games in the future. That's right. It's wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey <laughs> stuff going on right now. Uh, but Montreal chokes the Zlatan slap. That was that was just pure shenanigans. Uh, I think the biggest shenanigans is it's like you stepped on my toe. I smacked you in the face. We look at each other like, did this just happen? Oh, wait, let's both fall on the ground right now and roll around. So uh, <laughs> that was sort of the funniest part for me. But, yeah, the hits just keep coming. Um, I guess for Montreal, I was going to say for L.A. because they've lost – Lost Lawton, but they got a win. That was good. Yeah, um, three points on the road in the Eastern Conference is a great result. <laughs> it, it definitely is. Uh, speaking of three points on the road, Columbus gets a clean sheet to New England. I like the write-up of this article where it said that uh, we've had two pretty scrappy games between New England and Columbus at this point, and if they're going to meet again, it's going to be in the playoffs. And I have to agree that I hope that happens because pretty good games. I mean – only one goal. Maybe that's not exciting for you, but uh, pretty pretty evenly matched at times. A good back and forth. It's entertaining, at least for me. And uh, Abu Bakar comes away with that that header from Higuain. So uh, more defender goals right there at this time. Uh, TFC uh, gets back their winning ways. So as as Mike said, two uh, one over Orlando City. Uh, not the biggest scoreline that we've come to expect from Orlando games um, or Toronto games of the past, uh, and no Javinko involved in really in these goals. So this was uh, still a depleted Toronto team who was working their way back to fitness. But if they're starting to get some wins, that's something fantasy managers should pay attention to if they can start riding some momentum. And then speaking of teams riding momentum, uh, one of the final fantasy tips from this round is Portland Timbers are on a nice bit of form and uh, they've got a promising away match this round that they could ride that wave through. I was trying to think if there was some sort of wood timber reference I could use, but I just went with the, the riding the wave right there, <laughs> ride the sawdust. Maybe can we do that? I don't know. Is, is there, are there sawdust sledding? Does that happen? Ride the, 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 uh, the chainsaw maybe. Mm, that's that's dangerous. Just, just let it whirl, you know. I, just I let it roll. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Anyway, anyway, there's a promising game coming up against Colorado this round, round 13, that Mike will preview later. But Portland's got some guys firing on all cylinders right now, and it's not just Valeri. Other than that, most of what did happen this week from the teams came from players that we expect. Houston got goals. Chicago got goals from normal players. Philadelphia was taking shots and actually scoring this time against Real Salt Lake, which you kind of expect to happen. Uh, and that that's just how it goes. And so a weird double game week, but the players you want to score were scoring, and that's something worth keeping in mind as we move forward into round 13. But first, let's get some housekeeping. Actually, first, is there anything you guys want to add? Blaine, Mike. Um, I have a kind of a question to to pose to y'all. Do y'all think Columbus's defense is the go-to defense for clean sheets? Because they put up a lot of points so far uh, in the first half of the season and, and getting another shutout on the road. Um, it seems to me with Sporting Kansas City's defense not being as strong, um, and I mean even some of the stronger defenses in the East facing so many uh, good offenses, Columbus might be uh, one of the top defenses to look at this year. Blaine, you want to go first? Yes, <clears throat> yes and no. Um, I really like what Columbus has on the defensive end. Um, I don't think I could put them quite up there as an elite defense, but given the right matchups and if you know how to watch them and given some teams, like I love the way New England is playing right now, but they are known for a bad game every now and then, or they just they struggle when they've got so many playmakers. If they don't have one step up that game, they're going to struggle. So I think Columbus has been a little fortunate with some of the matchups and just the way the games have played out. I don't, I won't call them elite, but yeah, they're definitely one of the ones I'm looking at week in and week out to see if I like the matchup, but playing more of the Easter Eastern conference, heavy hitters. I don't know that you can count on them quite like you could sporting of last year. Yeah. And I'm definitely not saying they're like that, but I mean, as far as like your go-to for this season, that's where I'm, I'm kind of more in, in tune. I think they're always worth a look. Uh, some of it I think we got to talk about, though, is is uh, the schedule that they've had so far this season. I mean, they've gotten four clean sheets in a row with their last four games. They started out the season with uh, a couple of clean sheets in, in their first handful of games as well. But they went up against Toronto when it was in the midst of the its, its attempt for more hardware going through their, their – uh, their run of CCL. injuries. Yes, thank you. I, I was I was just drawing a blank. I was like, there's a bunch of letters that go together, <laughs> and I can't, I can't I can't think. But yes, um, in the midst of their CCL run, and so a bit depleted right there. They had Philadelphia. They had DC twice in those first seven rounds that were going on. Vancouver has struggled. San Jose has struggled. Um, again, Philadelphia has just not been connecting. So they've had an easier run, I would say, than a lot of the teams have faced so far. Um, that being said, I still like a lot of their players. They've got they've got some great defensive options on the attacking side and on just that that solid defensive side. I mean, uh, Valenzuela is is a winger I'm always looking at when I'm thinking of someone who might be able to score some points. Abu Bakar, Mensa have been getting some some great results. Awful has a good pedigree, even though he's not been getting as much as, as some of these other guys. So uh, I I think they're always worth considering because uh, they have some additional options in their bag of tricks that not everyone has proven to to have this year. But that'd mean bonus points. 
and Reed, the only other follow-up I had is I think what we're what we saw from DC this week, and I know they're playing a little bit weaker San Jose team in the overall standings, but I think we saw what DC is more capable of as the season goes on. I mean, I look at this lineup that they threw out there, and Ariola was around for a little bit last year, but he was new. Maddox is new. Uh, Stiber's new. Assad's new this Stiber. year. Um, Briant is new, is new to them this year. Ousted's replacing Bill Hamid. I mean, that's a lot of new faces. Fisher started this week, too. I mean, that's a lot of new faces in this squad that just it takes time to put something like this together. But – I think they've got a lot of attacking options and a lot of creative players that can work well together. It's once they finally put it all together, I think we've got the makings of what could be a dynamite fantasy offense for us, but it's just taking them a while to get there. So I don't want to sleep on DC all the time. It was a road game on this one. And that made me kind of shy away from even looking at their players. But I know when I was doing my draft league, um, Assad was pretty high up on my list. Uh, Ariola went before I could draft him in a later round. So I went with Stiber and he didn't do anything. So I ended up transferring him out pretty quick, but now he's come back around and he's still just sitting there available. So there were a lot of options here that were looked at in my draft league. And I think the potential's there. It's just how quickly do they put it all together? And I think we're starting to see it come together. Do they make playoffs? the hole might be just a little too big for them to get out and make the playoffs with how stacked the Eastern conference is, but I could definitely see them playing spoiler this year. Yeah. And I mean, when they're going to have an issue with Atlanta, like Atlanta had last year where they're going to have so many games at home. Um, and I think their game, their schedule is going to be a little bit more tougher than Atlanta had at the end of last year. But even we saw Atlanta start to fall off just because I mean, they've missed so many bye weeks. I mean, how many times have we had DC as the bye week team? Yeah. Um, and they're going to have midweeks. Um, but that said, I mean, look at what Portland has done from being on the road to getting at home. Sometimes that makes a big difference, especially when you're opening a brand new stadium. Maybe you're getting Wayne Rooney in. Maybe that'll excite him. I don't know. Could get a Rooney. You get, mean, get get a Rooney. I mean, you know, you're playing Darren Maddox at forward, so I mean, why not? <laughs> Mike, there's uh, history. There's history with that line of thought too. When teams have opened stadiums, I know Sporting when they did their new stadium in 2011, ten uh, ten road game stretch with four points, they ended up winning the Eastern Conference that year. And I mean, or, Orlando when they opened their stadium at the beginning of last year too. I mean, that was a fortress until May. Um, so, I mean, like, looking down the road, I think th- there's definitely some, some hope for DC. I don't think they can make the playoffs. I think there's just too much of a hole. Um, I, I mean, if they want to ma- start making the playoffs, they have to get more of these types of wins. And the problem is I don't read a whole lot into getting a win against San Jose because San Jose has been that bad against everyone True. not named Minnesota. Um, now, if DC does something this week against LAFC, um, which should be before LAFC loses all their players to the World Cup. That'll be something that we can kind of take as a sign that DC is maybe starting to turn things around. But, you know, they still have the same old coach. They don't have any new players. They haven't had any injuries that have really changed anything. I don't see a lot of reason to assume that until we actually see it. All right, fair comments. Let's start talking about this upcoming round like you were already teasing right there, Mike. Housekeeping. Round 13 starts on Friday, May 25th at 8 o'clock. So make sure you have everything set. We've got a little bit of breathing room after a couple of these double game weeks. 
to be able to have some time to reflect, think about our teams, check the stats, read some articles, and have it all ready to go by Friday at least for your uh, initial roster that's going to be set. No double game weeks. Uh, note, though, there is one note, and Mike pointed this out. I, I missed the correction, and there have been several – I missed the correction. We've had several questions asked of us this. Uh, pretty much all the questions from Reddit this week were getting – answered right here in the housekeeping uh the lafc and dc match it's listed as tuesday on the fantasy website that is incorrect that game has been moved to saturday night so lafc and dc united will not play on tuesday the 29th leaving you only mere hours to get your fantasy team ready for round 14 that starts on the 30th uh, they're going to play on saturday so some time there lafc dc on a Saturday, not Tuesday. So there we go. Uh, no double game weeks this round, like we said, but there is one team on a buy, and that is Atlanta. A couple of value options there if you're looking for switcheroos. Uh, two more important things to point out to help answer some questions. There are some tournaments coming up. Uh, one of them, of course, is the World Cup, but the other one is Open Cup. Now, this is not going to impact your teams for this current round, but I want it to be on people's radar. Uh, the third round of the U.S. Open Cup takes place on May 22nd and May 23rd. And uh, let's go FC Cincinnati. We're hoping to have a, a good little selection of teams from the lower leagues get ready to face off against MLS teams because MLS enters the mix in the fourth round, and that is on June 6th. So between rounds 14 and rounds 15, MLS teams are going to start entering the U.S. Open Cup. So take that into consideration when your players are being selected. At these early stages, I think it's safe to say that most teams are going to be running out some of their, their B squads, uh, but you never know. A guy could pop in there from time to time. Uh, we got the Sweet 16 on June 20th, the quarterfinals July 18th, semis on August 8th, and the final September 26th. So these games are going to be popping up here and there. Once, probably get past... The Sweet 16, definitely past the quarters. It's going to be a lot easier on your scheduling. But there's another tournament that you got to keep in mind at the same time, and that's the World Cup. I know, not so exciting without America, but it's still pretty exciting. Uh, round 16 is the last round of the MLS Fantasy game that we will have before the World Cup officially starts, and it will go through round 20. Now, don't think you're going to have all the players all the way through round 16, people will start to leave uh, for their camps at first and then to get ready to travel. So they're going to start leaving. Um, Mike, you are our expert in this area. Think we got about one more solid week of players. Yeah. I mean, watch on particular ones. For instance, uh, I know um, Moderita and um, Rodney Wallace are leaving after New York city's game on Friday. Um, the official window is on Monday. Now, um, I don't think I haven't heard of any MLS players leaving before then to go to their camps, but you know, it's the world cup. So you may see that. Um, I think in general, you can count on them playing this week, but I would definitely kind of keep an eye out and keep an ear out for if a bunch of players um, leave early. I, I don't think so. I think this is the week, but this is a week where you watch next week. If they're on the world cup list or any international list, they're going to be gone. Um, so, um, I haven't compiled a list of those players yet. Um, we'll probably do that on Reddit, uh, sometime this week. Um, but kind of keep an eye out and go check those, you know, follow injury news and that. Cause 
I mean, basically, it's just if they tell us when they're going. But I think this week they're going to be in. But it's something if you know a player is on international duty, just kind of keep an ear out. Um, like I know the New York City guys are definitely in for this Friday game, and especially all those guys in the Friday game, no problem. Um, I mean, there's only one Sunday game, so most of them will have no problem um, making their MLS games this week. And the group stage is from June 14th to June 28th, and so we got a lot of CONCACAF representation there. So a lot of our MLS guys are going to be in that group phase. A lot of them will be leaving after the group phase. We'll see what happens. So uh, enjoy the World Cup. It's uh, it's great. Even without America there, it's still going to be a great time. Uh, I, I know. I guess we'll do this real quick right here. Uh, Blaine, who are you cheering for? Argentina. Mike. Uh, for my Cajun roots, Viva la France. Oh, that's horrible. Uh, so what? my my that general horrible. My general rule <laughs> is that uh, if the U.S. Yeah, is not Saxon in the tournament, if the U.S. is not in the tournament, then I always cheer for Concacaf first until Concacaf goes. So I'll be cheering for every Concacaf team. Okay, now wait a minute. I'm going to point out to you that this is a violation of your previously stated rules, which is that any team that knocks you out, you're going to root against them. I remember this because you rooted against the New York Red Bulls so wisely last year in the U.S. Open. <laughs> so as far as I'm concerned, everyone in CONCACAF knocked my United States out, so I hope everyone in CONCACAF loses. <laughs> fair, fair comment. Uh, World, Cup is, World Cup is the only exception I guess I have for that rule because uh, – I, I always rule, root for my federation before anything else uh, if if that's not there because I feel that rooting for CONCACAF and the the betterment of CONCACAF improves the United States as a whole as well. So it's it's the long game when I'm right there. But uh, no, I'll be rooting for every CONCACAF team. That's, that's the way it goes. And once they get knocked out, I'll root for England and – in Germany, that's kind of the way it usually goes. Ireland gets thrown in there if they're an option, but uh, not. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I, pr- I pretty much root for like Europe. I root for um, France and Italy. Well, no, no Italy this time. So France and Germany be my two main uh, cultural backgrounds. All right. Uh, Patreon, thank you so much, everybody. We're working on getting the swag all, all ordered and stocked up so we can get all that sent out. Uh, if you're interested in finding out how to support our show, we get a lot of our support from the listeners and, uh, everyone is so generous in what they do to help us be able to get prizes and be able to pay for our hosting and be able to just make this show every week during the season to provide you with what we hope is an entertaining, uh, review of games and preview of fantasy matchups to help you find players and help you make your decisions and improve your overall standings. If you want to become a part of that or just learn a little bit more about Patreon and our podcast, head over to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash M-L-S-F-I. Now the injury news. All right. Uh, a lot of discipline stuff. Uh, obviously, it's Latan uh, red card. He will miss the Cali Classico on Friday. Uh, don't be surprised if he doesn't get some additional time added on because slapping people gets into that violent conduct. So sometimes they'll tack on a few games. So watch for that. But obviously, he's definitely out this week. <clears throat> um, the, the big serious injury news of, of the weekend was Kamara Lawrence. Uh, he left on a stretcher. Um, the news from the hospital has been positive. He's been cleared to return back to New York. Um, I don't know if he has any lingering injuries or if it's just precautionary, so we have no timeline. Um, obviously, he would be a very risky play to 
uh, to find out this week because all we know is he was basically knocked out. I'm, I'm assuming he's out this week, obviously. But usually if you go to the hospital, you don't play the next week, but you never know. You don't know if it's just precautionary. So keep an eye out for that. Obviously, he's probably out. And I didn't write it on here, but uh, Tyler Adams, uh, he left with swelling of the right knee. Um, Jesse Marsh didn't sound too concerned, but obviously it's something to pay attention to. Um, watch those lineups. Uh, for Atlanta, they're going to have two suspensions. They're on a bye this week, but coming up uh, next week, uh, LGP and Garza, uh, one for a yellow card suspension and one for a red card. For Portland, Ridgewell left in the sixth minute. Um, his injuries issues continue. Uh, Luis Robles, uh, he missed uh, this past week, but he is expected to return uh, this coming week um, and start a new Ironman streak. Uh, Will Bruin, in, in news that I know is going to break uh, Reed's heart, he's going to miss a few weeks with a foot injury. So um, I will pretend to pour one out uh, for Reed's man right now. Uh, Dom Dwyer uh, missed this match. I don't really have a good idea on the timeline. I think he's possible for this weekend, but uh, I wouldn't count on it. Uh, we'll have to watch what the news for Orlando says uh, about that. Uh, Marinovic, uh, he may still be injured because that was the one where he had a one to two or three to four week uh, prog uh, prognosis. So um, obviously it would be a big risk to play the Vancouver keeper. Uh, and then Pedro Santos for Columbus, he may return this week from a hamstring injury after missing this past weekend. Uh, but we'll have to see um, how well he progresses. And that's the injury news. All right, Mike, thank you so much for that. Now let's get into our game-by-game -game preview of round 13. Let's start out with Toronto versus Dallas. Blaine. Uh, this game depends on whether we see good Toronto or bad Toronto. <laughs> and with the way Dallas has been playing lately, I think we might see a little bit more of bad Toronto. Um, I don't know if it's going to be enough for Dallas to win the game. Um, they have struggled a little bit on the road. I just don't know what to make of either one of these two teams. Uh, but luckily for everybody, it's the first game of the week, and you get a ton of Otteru options here. Um, if you like what Giovinco can do, which we all should like what he can do, and you think he's going to have a good week, throw him on your bench, see that first score, and get away from it If from there. Same with Diaz, same with the de with the defenses. I could see grabbing uh, Bono as a keeper here. Um, any number of the defenders from either team could be there. So, yeah, long story short, throw these guys on your bench and see what happens. Uh, I'm going to say a 1-1 scoreline on this one. Um, don't really have any fantasy picks. Giovinco's look kind of lost a couple of times this year, and I could see more of the same against Dallas and – Diaz is hit or miss. Maybe on the road, Diaz will do a little bit more, but just have to wait and see. So I can't really, in good conscience, recommend any single player from these teams. Just go with your gut and throw them on the bench. All right, Mike, next, Houston versus your New York City FC. Oh, uh, yeah, this should be a good matchup. Um, I, I think this is a matchup that tends to play into Houston's strengths. Um, you know, they're a team that likes to counterattack and get out um, speed. However, I don't think they have the real pressing ability to – Cause a whole lot of problems for New York City, so I think New York City can can certainly get a result if not win. Um, I think um, this isn't a great week for Alice considering New York City's uh, defensive strength, um, even though they are at home. So, but then again, this is a, a 
one of the early games of the week. So I'm thinking this is probably more of a switcheroo, auto-roo territory for players on both sides. Uh, I think David Villa and New York City's attack is going to have a lot of success against a Houston's back line. They've been given up a lot of goals. They're very slow, very old. Um, and I think that a dynamic New York City attack, if, if you're not able to bring that press, New York City is going to enjoy a lot of time on the ball and be able to pick out the passes they need to, to get goals and get great shots and chances. So I, I think this is a 2-2, two, 3-2 two, two, uh, win for New York City. Uh, offensive players on both sides of the ball, I, I don't see a clean sheet really on either side. Um, but then again, I think for both sides, since New York City is on the road and Houston is a counterattacking team and Houston's playing a good defensive team, I think both sides you're looking at Otteru options here. Uh, but there are some really tasty matches, and I wouldn't be surprised if one player from either side uh, ends up uh, in the team of the week. Lane, LA Galaxy versus San Jose. Yeah, so the headline here is uh, Nose Laton with the red card, and I really think this bodes well for the Galaxy. Um, Laton was, they were on a four-game losing streak. Um, he hadn't scored in any of those games. He gets a red card. Ola Kamara scores right after that. And they win a game. Um, the way San Jose is playing, I just I like this LA team better without Zlatan out there. I know I'm probably in the minority here, but I think this opens up the game for Kamara to go crazy again and do what we expected him to do at the beginning of the season before the big transfer. So he's my headliner fantasy pick this week. It's go with Ola Kamara on this one. I'm going to go ahead and predict a 3-0 scoreline for this one. Oh, uh, I don't necessarily like the way San Jose has been, or they match up in this one. Um, let me pull up their lineup from this week. I had this one up or from today. Legette and Kitchen sitting in the in the defensive midfield slot, I think is going to give a lot of problems to San Jose's attack. I really think this is a clean sheet shout. I like the way these guys, the way LA is playing or was playing beforehand. I like the way this team is starting to mesh a little bit. And I think getting the ego out of the front is just going to help this team this week. And I expect LA to roll to a three Oh on this one and grab Kamara. Cause I think he's going to be involved in it. All right, Mike Seattle versus real salt Lake. No. <laughs> oh, um, I, I mean, who do you pick? I mean, I don't know if Ladero's back from injury. Um, RSL, I mean, they just gave up four to Philadelphia on the road. Um, they've been an atrocious team. Their defense is a joke. But then again, for Seattle, I don't know who takes advantage of it. Um, this is like an ugly nil-nil, 1-1. One, one. Um, I don't trust any player on any side from this team. I mean, if Seattle had its full complement of offensive stars, I'd be telling you to load up on Seattle because RSL has been that bad. But I, I mean, it's yeah. I, I would. There are better options, so stay away from this game. It's probably an ugly draw. That's 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 what I think. Ugly draw. Okay, I can I can go with that. That's your prediction. Blaine, Vancouver versus New England. I, another one of these week weird weeks where it depends on which New England team shows up. If they do what they did against Columbus, Vancouver should get an easy win here. Um. I'm not liking the consistency from New England as much right now. It makes it really hard to pick any of their players. But I think they're going to have that bounce back, and I've got this one as a shootout, uh, New England winning 3-2 on the road. 
but I don't know who from New England is going to be able to put up those goals and who's going to be involved in the attack. So the only safe New England pick I have is Zahibo, and he's just been getting monster numbers, and I think the way Vancouver plays is going to play through him and allow him to pick up a few more bonus points again. That said, with uh, saying Vancouver gets a couple of goals, I really like Kamara in this one as well. Um, I think his aerial presence is going to give New England a little bit of trouble. And then I kind of flip back and forth on Tichera and Reyna on who I like better for the week. And this week I'm going to go with Tichera is one of my options to look at. Um, I just think the way New England likes to attack, they're going to run through his area a little bit. And I think he's going to be a valuable contributor for the offense this week. Okay, Mike. Now the Red Bulls versus Philly. Uh, I think this is one of your games to look at. Um, I don't think a whole lot of Philly's defense or offense, um, even despite their win of this week, uh, I think that's more of a credit to how bad RSL is than uh, Philly being good. We've kind of seen that in the past uh, few weeks. Um, they're going to face a much more difficult test than the New York Red Bulls, uh, and I think the Red Bulls at home score a lot of goals against Philadelphia. Um, I think Bradley Wright, Phillips, and Kaku are must-owns. Um, I, I think this is actually one of your better shots for a clean sheet. So uh, I would definitely want to look at you know the defenders, um, depending on who, who's available and who's healthy. But uh, you know, Tim Parker, um, Mira, if uh, Robles isn't healthy, um, Marillo, you know. See who starts and pick one of the Red Bulls defenders. Uh, I I think you could go four deep uh, with the Red Bulls this this week because that's at home. I think that's one of the bets you have to make. Um, yeah, I, I expect them to contend for a clean sheet and put up a lot of goals. So both sides. Um, I'm gonna say a three nothing win. I thought I was talking to Mike, not Tim. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, but it, it usually when I say the Red Bulls will do well, usually they do the opposite. So, <laughs> <laughs> sneaky, very sneaky. Blaine, Orlando versus Chicago. Yeah, I really hope Dom Dwyer plays in this one because he's a great option for this matchup. Um, like the way Orlando's been playing at home, the offense is a lot of fun to watch and really good for fantasy managers when you can pick the right ones. And lately it's been Dwyer who's been the right one. So I'm hoping he's back for this one. That makes him really kind of puts him in almost must own territory for me. Um, if Dwyer's here, I'm calling this one a three, one uh, Chicago or Orlando win. I just, I just don't trust Chicago's defense on the road at home. They're solid, but on the road, it's a little rough. If Dwyer's not in there, it's, you're looking at a 2-1, maybe a 1-1 game. Um, you know, Toon has been fantastic for them, and he's on the penalties. With the way this offense runs, I could see them drawing a penalty against Chicago here. Um, Kleschen's just been that little step behind Yotun in fantasy points. So that's that's why I give Yotun the nod here. I don't think you want to overload on this one too much. So if Dwyer's playing – I'm looking at him. If you if he's not, Yatoon's on my short list to make my roster this week. Okay, Mike. Minnesota versus Montreal. Well, uh, I mean, we'll cut to the chase. There's only two players in this game that you'd want to consider, uh, Quintero and uh, Piatti. Um, both of the defenses that they're playing are very bad. 
Um, and I think both of them are, are really viable. Um, I mean, Quintero has been so good since he's come into the league, uh, and Montreal's defense um, ha- has been pretty abysmal. Uh, so I think Quintero at home is, is a good look. Um, real interesting one is Piotti. Uh, we talked about his disappointing day uh, earlier in the review, uh, but he's actually had kind of a disappointing month. Um, of his last uh, five games, um, four out of the five have been four or less, with three, three, four, and three, which is a really bad stretch, especially if you're spending the $13 million for Piotti. Now, the other one in that stretch is a 22-point game where he lit up the scoreboard against New England. So, you know, the question, I, I think what is happening is that teams have figured out that Montreal has absolutely nothing else going offensively and are just marking him out of the situation. Um, but, you know, so I understand if you want to take the risk for Piotti because he's got a real high upside. But at this point, Piotti also has a real low uh, downside. So he may be a player that you want to put in an auto situation, which is crazy. But if you have the money to do it, you know, Real high upside, real down low side. That's exactly the player you want to do that. So um, for this game, I would say uh, consider putting Quintero in the starting lineup and Piotti on the bench. Um, I'm thinking this is a 2-1 victory for the Loons. Okay, Mike, keep us going with Colorado versus Portland. Well, I mean, this is a game uh, from what we saw last week. Clearly, you don't want any Colorado players. Um, the, all the players that Colorado has brought in on the offseason, none of them have really panned out. It seems like they've benched a whole bunch of the more talented guys and really lost uh, what they had defensively even last year, which is not good uh, considering they weren't getting the clean sheets last year that they used to get. Um, so clearly Portland at home, they're on a five-game winning streak. The players you're going to be looking here are the Portland Timbers. Um, we know defensively they lost Ridgewell. Um, so I'm not fully confident in them cl- keeping a clean sheet. Um, you're more looking and hoping that Colorado's offense is so inept that they can't score, which is admittedly a possibility. So these may Portland defenders might be someone you might s- transfer in um, if something goes wrong in the earlier games in auto ruse or transfer ruse or whatnot. Um, but obviously, you're probably your two choices are really between Valeri and Blanco. Um, I still favor Valeri. I think he's been more consistent uh, than Blanco is, even though I think Blanco has kind of hit uh, higher highs. Um, but, I mean, on this um, stretch that that Portland uh, has had, uh, he hasn't scored less than uh, five points uh, since week four, uh, and that was only against the game against Seattle. So he, he's been very, very strong. Um and so I, I think Valeri would be the better pick over Blanco because usually you have to pick one of the two. Um, so that's where I would go. I'm I'm thinking Portland can keep a clean sheet and get a 2-0 win. Oh, nice. Blaine, your sporting Kansas City versus Columbus. Yeah, looking forward to this one. Um, <clears throat> just as a fun watch, I think it's going to be a back-and-forth game. Uh, I think it's going to be a very low-scoring game. I think – giving up that goal, the howler from Melia for the goal from Minnesota. Just, I think they're going to settle back in and they're really going to play this one. I told you guys last week, Sporting was not going to keep a clean sheet. Maybe I jinxed my team on that one, but whatever. I do see them getting the clean sheet this time. Um, Just gut feeling the way these two teams play. I think they're going to keep the clean sheet and I think they're going to find a way to sneak one in at home and get a 1-0 win. 
Um, really the only go-to guy I can say is uh, Johnny Russell for, for your offensive presence and then grab whatever defenders you can afford. I know Zussi just keeps skyrocketing on price and Opara and Beasler are not too far behind them either. So if you can afford one of them, that's where I'd go. Um, and then Russell possibly, but there might be better options this week. And Mike wrap us up with LAFC versus DC United. Well, kind of what we talked about earlier is what you think of DC United. Uh, I still think they're a pretty bad team. Uh, I think they're a team that um, on most games are going to struggle to score and, you know, they're not going to play San Jose's defense uh, every week. Uh, LAFC is coming off a loss, but it was, it was a pretty close loss. It was a good performance by LAFC. Uh, I think LAFC should be very heavy favorites uh, in this game. Uh, Carlos Vela at this point is, is pretty much a must-have player. Uh, his performance, I mean, his, his goal-scoring ability has been so, so good. I mean, especially against a team like DC, whose defense has been struggling, I think that's someone you definitely want to look at. Uh, you also want to pay attention to Kay. Um, he's a midfielder for um, LAFC. Uh, kind of struggled a little bit this week, I think. Uh, yeah, only got one point this week, but um, in general, he's been pretty consistent. So he's someone to to look at. And I mean, we talked about Vela, and then you know, I think one of the defenders, maybe Betashore. Uh, all of them had kind of rough weeks this past week, but I think there's some real clean sheet opportunities here. Um, plus, even though it's no longer on Tuesday, it is one of the later games. So uh, if you're not going to go with Sporting Kansas City's clean sheet, I think some of the LAFC's defenders could be uh, good bets for transfers in for you know late auto roos or transfer roos. Um, so I'm thinking this is a two or three to nothing uh, victory for LAFC, um, and I really like uh, Vela from this game. All right, well, thank you so much, guys, for those game breakdowns. Now let's move on to the chalkboard. Mike, who do you have for your keeper? All right, well, I wrote this all down at work before I left, and then I left that paper at home. So I'm basically going by memory. <laughs> um, but I think I have um, I have uh, Robles, uh, assuming he comes back, and then Miller as the keeper who, um, second half of that option. Blaine. Yeah, I've got Robles right now. Hey, defenders, Blaine. Well, with the site not being quite updated and not being able to pick my roster on the money I have, um, I, uh, I'm just going to defer this one to grab the guys off my clean sheet list, and I'll save that for the clean sheet section. Okay. Mike. Oh, man, he did something dirty, and I was going to do something dirty. <laughs> um, so I, I had, if, if, if I remember right, and I basically just wrote it down as New York Red Bulls defenders, New York City defender, uh, LAFC defender, um, and then I think a sporting case. I think I had Zussi and um, a TFC player. I think I had Moro. Um, so, I mean, I'll kind of work in on the, on the budget, um, you know, with, with, with those five players. Uh, I think with the New York City and TFC guys in Auto Roos to try to see how it goes out. But that's kind of what I'm looking at right now. I like how only one player actually earned a name on that list. <laughs> <laughs> New York Red Bulls, uh, FC, LA, Toronto, and Zussi. Well, I mean, other than Zussi, <laughs> did any of them score enough to really merit that much of a... <laughs> I, I mean, I think you're pretty good there. Uh, what about your midfield, Mike? Uh, midfield, um, Kaku, uh, for sure. Um Trying to see what else I've got. Uh, I think um, Maxi Morales is, is someone I'm looking at uh, this week. 
trying to decide if I want to go with uh, Vasquez. Uh, Blaine may be talking me into Alessandrini um, for, for the LA Galaxy. And uh, I'm going to kind of keep it um, midfield light this week. So um, other than Orlando, um, probably Yotun. I, I think that's it. I said four. Yeah, this is the problem when you don't have the game updated. <laughs> it was, it was five, but you had a couple of question marks there. I feel like we need to make a new segment with Fantasy Insider here, uh, and maybe Blaine could start it this week where he's just like, uh, Alessandrini for your fantasy team, change my mind. <laughs> then people can just shoot some, some questions in and, and do a little quick episode, something like that. I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe we'll do that. If you like the idea of having a, a change my mind for a, a fantasy player or two as a must-have or, or a go-to guy, uh, send us your thoughts on uh, Twitter and, and let us know what you think about that. We maybe can throw up some quick YouTube videos or something. Speaking of you, Blaine, midfield. Yeah, so the couple like almost sure options I'm looking at is Kaku, and I've got Russell down here as another one, and then K for um, LAFC. If he starts, I think he's a must-own given the way they play in D.C. And then because I'm with Mike. I'm going midfield light, so I'm going to have two midfielders on the bench and starting three forwards, and Royer is one of them on the bench. And then I'll go ahead and do the change of my mind. I've got Christian Roldan as one of my heavy hitters for this week, just the way he plays, the way he clogs up the midfield, the way he gets forward. I just I think he's going to get some bonus points on this one, and if Seattle finds a way to score, he's involved. So Christian Roldan and change my mind on that one. There you go. Uh, let Blaine know. Christian Roldan, change his mind. Forwards, Blaine. Um, I've got Ola Kamara, Vela, and BWP this week. Mike. I've got Vela, BWP, and David Villa. But they couldn't get a third V player in there. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think. What a forward. So I immediately thought Valeri. We, we, sh- <laughs> we, we just need to let older goaler know that the theme of the uh, week is V. There we go. <laughs> v players. Uh, it's captain. V for victory for Memorial Day. How about it? <laughs> Mike, your captain. Oh, BWP. Lane. Uh, it's between BWP and Vela. I want to see the lineups. Fair enough. And clean sheet slash Blaine's defender picks. Yeah, so I was with Mike. Um, SKC, LAFC, New York, Red Bulls, and Portland are kind of the front runners to get clean sheets this week. And so my defense is going to be who I can afford on the budget compared to the rest of the team. And without the fantasy game letting me switch all those in and out, I just didn't have my options. And Mike. Uh, yeah, basically the same. I think Red Bulls, uh, LAFC, um, Sporting Kansas City um, with Portland is kind of an outside shot. All right, guys. Thank you so much for those game breakdowns and player selections. I hope everyone found that helpful as they are deciding on who to have for their teams on Friday. Uh, now let's get a quick update on the league. Pretty good games. Uh, ben Bear squeaks by with another win. No, not squeaks by. 94 83, pretty good shot there. Uh, Andrew Weeby, though, not so lucky. Uh, falls to Catnip Junkies, 93-71. to 71. Uh, Going down through here, Ivan the Terrible from Fantasy Football First puts up a huge score, 114 points. That is the highest score from our league this week. Uh, there were... There's another big score that was from MLS 2 PHX uh, with 113, but not quite high enough to beat Ivan, but it was high enough to beat our good buddy Tim, 113 to 95. 
Uh, Mike, you had a very close game against MLS Fantasy Stats. Yeah, I, had, I was, you know, making uh, the Melia transfer for Tarbell based on like I need to make up some ground, you know. And then I realized, like, I lost this matchup by a few points because I was stupid with transfers. So uh, congrats <laughs> to MLS Fantasy uh, Stats for, for the win. Uh, I definitely blew it there and deserve the loss. <laughs> yeah, you overthought that one. Uh, fortunately, Tim lost as well, so there you go. Uh, I beat uh, Recrap Locomotive 91 to 80, so my, my little score there uh, was just enough to put me over that bump there so some pretty good games i have bumped up into second place now but ivan has jumped up in the first uh, there are three of four of us with scores of eight wins zero losses and three draws so it is just points that uh, are separating those those four players and mike comes in at fifth in mls fantasy insider hosts head-to-head league all right that's all that we have for the show today now it's just whoa, time whoa, for whoa, whoa 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 you didn't talk about the your other head-to-head in the mslsl head-to-head league How oh you doing that one? Oh, oh i didn't oh uh why did you sorry. miss that one sorry uh in the show league yeah i did go up against mike uh that one uh you did get a, a win so you want to talk about that mike yeah, it was the only positive I had this week, so I absolutely want to talk about it. I think it's the second time I beat you this year, so I'm 2-0 I'm against you. So. Yeah. Viva oh, la France. You've you got me in the overall rankings right there. Uh, I did do pretty decent in, in the playoff promotion uh, that I'm going through with that other little side fantasy game that we do with the MLS Show League. So I'm fighting for a spot in the Premier League in that game, so fun times. Now let's move on to our final plugs because that's all that we have for the show tonight. Blaine, what do you got? Um, look for my articles on Fantasy Boss again. And since I won't get to say it or talk before this, uh, Lily turns one next Monday. Oh, uh, she's gonna be. Yeah, she gets a Memorial Day birthday. So happy birthday to her. We're gonna celebrate, have a big party. So I may be in and out this weekend with plans and whatnot and i don't know what that does for my availability next week but we're going to celebrate one year she's about 16 and a half pounds now at a year um still tiny but fighting like crazy so we have lined up andrew crawler to come back onto the show next week so maybe he will fill in for you if we need to have that uh, happen but uh, congratulations lily there we go there we go mike uh, well, I'll make it two for two for uh, proud dad moments in the plug. Uh, and I'm going to shout out my son, uh, Benedict, who um, is playing the fantasy game. And he scored. Did he also beat He scored 120 points this week. He beat all of us. He beat all of us because Whoa. he went in hard with his favorite team, New York City. He captained <laughs> David Villa. He had Kaku because uh, because since you know the Red Bulls beat uh, New York City, he's like, oh, they must be like the best team ever. So he really likes having Red Bulls <laughs> play his team now. And so uh, proud dad moment when your son surpasses you in fantasy. So um, you know maybe next week we'll get fantasy tips from uh, from Benedict. Although his yeah, tips maybe. are going to be we'll you should we'll have four New York City players. Get down, get and, and know, Benedict and Lily, you know, give tips because they're they're probably better than us at this point. You know. I mean, they're, you know, maybe we can have them as like the Periscope instead of MLS Live instead of listening to um, Ben Bear and uh, Bobby Warshaw. Listen to Benedict and Lily. <laughs> that could be our version. I don't know. I like listening to, 
to Bobby and Ben. That's that's pretty good. I don't know, we'll see. It, that that is a fun show if y'all haven't checked it out. Um, check it out on Periscope. The times change, so sometimes you have to fi- find it after the fact. But uh, it can be a good fun show because they're a little bit more laid back, and uh, it's it's worth if nothing else than the banter between them is, is worth the watch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, indeed. Uh, and as for myself, you can check out everything that's coming up over at MLSFantasyBoss.com and also my <laughs> weekly article over at MLSSoccer.com with the player recommendations piece. Uh, then I may be back on the radio this week with uh, Sirius XM with Jason Davis uh, now that we're back to a bit more of a regular schedule. So keep a lookout for that on Fridays around noon, noon 30. That's, that's when you can check that out. Uh, that's all that we have for the show tonight. I hope it was helpful. Good luck.